What's going on, guys? It's your boy D checking in. Y'all already know what time it is. Time for that fifth episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. On this episode, it's just going to be me talking a little bit about value and investment. Value and investment. Man, it's going to be real good. I'm going real in-depth with it. I'm going in with it. Let's get it. Stay tuned. Coming to you right about now. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy D checking in. Hope y'all doing well. It's been a little while. It's been about a good month. I'm trying to put out a new episode like every other month. Every month I need at least one episode. I think this month I'm going to have two. This following episode, I got my brother Baldwin, a.k.a. Nacho, about to join the show. It's going to be real good. It's going to be based upon fitness and overcoming obstacles. But in this episode, before that one, I wanted to talk a little bit about investment and value. Investment. What is investment? Investment is the time, the energy, the effort, the the money, the Essentially, it's the energy because everything branches off of the energy that you put into different things, right? If you're putting so much energy into getting money, you have a different type of value towards receiving money. If you have if you put so much energy into receiving love. And receiving love can come in many different forms, and that goes into many different branches in itself. Receiving love can mean investing energy into receiving respect through love, love through respect, receiving love through, uh, receiving love through material things, receiving love through. Loyalty, receiving love through many different branches. It branches, receiving love branches off to many different things. But essentially, it all comes off to, it all essentially comes from the investment of your energy. The investment of your energy can go in many different ways. But once you put so much energy into receiving something, into wanting to receive something, whether whether or not you actually receive it is another thing in itself. But putting so much energy into receiving something can lead you to do some pretty crazy things. It can lead you to staying in some pretty crazy things as well. Um, you invest so much energy into a relationship. And whether or not that relationship is good for you to stay in is another topic in itself. It's, you know, so a lot of people will stay in these crazy situations. A lot of people will stay in these crazy scenarios, these crazy toxic situations and relationships and whatever it is because they don't, they they keep thinking back about how much they've invested in the situation rather than taking a step back and seeing it for what it really is. You know, instead of taking taking a step back and weighing what it really is. Is there really balance in what you're investing so much energy into? Are you sacrificing your own well-being, your own energy, your own health? Because of how much you've invested into something. And please get this clear to yourself first and foremost. If you're going to be investing. Make sure. Please make sure. What you're investing into is to fulfill a higher purpose. To fulfill something within yourself. To fulfill a calling. You know what I mean? To fulfill what you truly, deep down in your soul, 
feel is absolutely necessary to do. And when you can confirm that, then yes, by all means, continue going forward. But also keep in mind when you're investing that there should be balance. There should be some type of fruits of your labor along the path. Along the journey, there should be clues and signs. And even within yourself, there should be feelings. You know, most importantly, what's what are you feeling within yourself when you're going for this dream, when you're trying to fulfill your purpose? There should be signs within you, first and foremost. Listen to your body. What is it telling you? How do you feel? Do you feel depression? Do you feel sadness? Do you feel anger? And of course, when you're going through when you're going for your dreams, when you're going to fulfill a purpose, when you're going for a calling, of course, you're going to go through every emotion. As Nipsey Hussle said once in one of his interviews, you're going to go, if you're really going to go for what you want, you're going to go through every emotion. You're going to go through every emotion trying to go for what you want. But you have to conquer those emotions. You cannot let them overcome you. Okay, but that's another talk. <laughs> that's another talk. But um, yeah, of course, you're going to be feeling those emotions. But there should also be some sense of uh, direction. It, should, it shouldn't be the good along the journey should definitely outweigh the bad. And if you truly cannot fix Adjust your perspective to see the good through those emotions, through all those emotions that you face. And it's just totally bad all around. And you can't fix your perspective in any way, shape or form to see the good in the situation or even the journey itself. Then maybe it's it's time to find another path to the top of the mountain. You know. That's all I'm going to say. Of course, we're going to be feeling emotion. We're only human beings. But to effectively overcome hurdles, to effectively and efficiently strive along the journey, along your path to your destination, you should have a well-balanced vehicle. You know, it's like a car. And I mean, it's like you ain't trying to be driving around on some unbalanced tires, on some unbalanced wheels. That's some unnecessary shit right there. And I mean, this should be smooth sailing. Get your shit balanced so you can enjoy the ride to the best of your ability. You know, (laughs) I got I got metaphors for days, boy. (laughs) But that's just an example. Now, for real, though, keep that in mind. You know what I mean? You got to move smart. You know? I I truly feel the ones who've achieved and fulfilled or have come close to fulfilling their purpose, they really know how to move. And not a lot of people can honestly can say, I don't think a lot of people know how to move in this world. You got to adjust situations accordingly, you know? It's not all about the cards that you've been dealt. It's how you are able to use the cards that you've been dealt. You know, you're not able to choose your hand. You could be given the worst hand in the world, but that doesn't define your situation. That's on you. That's on you. I mean, and don't ever let them see you sweat neither. Yeah, you can have a shitty ass hand, but don't let the world know it. Keep it cool, calm, calm, collecting and keep it pushing. Keep that shit pushing, baby. I'm getting myself hyped up right now. (laughs) But nah, that's real shit, though. That's real talk. 
you get so caught up in trying to frame it in this picture as to what it should be instead of facing what the reality of the situation is. Does it really balance you out? Does it really give you... Does it really reciprocate happiness towards you? Does it really reciprocate love towards you? Does it really reciprocate growth? Does it it go both ways? Or is it a a one-sided thing where you're just giving all your everything you have into it and you you receive nothing in return. So cuz when you're so caught up into something, when you're so caught up into giving your all into something, it's hard to see. And and it's like your mind always shifts your perspective into seeing no, they don't they don't mean it because you you get so caught up into letting what you've invested go. You don't want to let what you've invested go because that's your energy. That's your time. That's money. And essentially, as I said before, it all comes back to investment of your energy. You know, I'm going to give you guys a scenario. I'm, I'm going to have to tell you all the full story. Um, So my most recent car, right? My most recent car was a 2009 Mitsubishi Galant. Man, I love that car, boy. That was like my first real car that I was paying for on my own. Like my first car after college, I was putting all these, you know, rims on it and investing all this money into it. Cause man, I thought I was in the Fast and the Furious. When I was a little kid, I man, I made a promise to myself, boy. I was the first car I get. The real car that I, I'm, you know, putting money into, and and I, it's it's mine. I told myself at a young age after watching that Fast and the Furious movie that I was going suit my car up like that shit was in the Fast and the Furious, and that's exactly what I did. I kept that promise to myself, and I kept adding more onto the car, adding more onto the car, adding more onto the car. But when I first got the car. Mind you, this car had about 90,000 miles on it. So, you know, when cars start to get up to that, shit, it's on its way out. Things start breaking down every, you know, every every so often. It's like, and it turned into like every other month, you know, something was going down on the car. Something went out on the car. Something went on the car. It's like every month. And it's like, I invested so much. Into that, I must have invested. I invested thousands into that car. I invested thousands into it, and it all goes back to me trying to live out my dream of being, you know, owning my own car and living my dream out of shit. Being in the Fast and Furious in real life. <laughs> as funny as that shit sounds, I man, I made that promise myself at a young age, and I made a promise myself to keep that shit. And and keep adding things onto my car, adding things onto my car, and it came to the point where one of the last things I, I bought for that car was a uh, it was an eight hundred dollar radiator, eight hundred dollar radiator. This car it had a radiator that had some kind of sensor on it, and this sensor for whatever reason, was specially made for my 2009 Mitsubishi Galant. (laughs) And thinking about how much I invested into it, and mind you, any any normal person would see that $800 bill for a radiator, and they'd be, shit, they'd be ready to hang up the damn, they'd be ready to hang that shit up. But me, I kept thinking about how much I invested in. I kept thinking about the dream and the promise I made to myself to this ultimate vision I have for my car. I wanted to be the 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 king of the meets. I might sound corny as hell, but I wanted to go to all the car meets. I wanted to be that dude that's pulling up and they say, oh shit, there he goes. I wanted to be that dude. That was my promise myself ever since watching that first Fast and the Furious movie. Y'all might be laughing, but it, hey, that's that's my truth. And it's like, I kept trying to fit that picture, fit that vision. I had for myself so long ago. I invested so much energy into 
fulfilling that dream. I invested in so much into getting all these different parts and rims and accessories and, and car parts. And, you know, I invest so much into it that I failed to see that the car was slowly on its way out. And it's been on its way out. I just didn't want to accept it. And any normal person would have seen that $800 bill for a radiator and was like, yep, it's time to start looking for a new car. But nope, not me, because I was so fixated on what it could be. Fitting that picture, that mold, that vision I had for myself so long ago, it had to fit that vision completely. And if it wasn't, I was never going to be content. And I kept thinking about how much I invested in it. How much I invested in it rather than seeing what it really was. And you know what? At the point in time, so I, I, okay, I bought the radiator. I found it. I was searching the internet all day, all night, and I found the radiator. I found it. It was like impossible to find, but some junkyard in California had the radiator, and I bought that shit immediately for $800. Whenever, when I had the money, I bought it. I didn't care if it was going to put me in debt. It, it, I had to get that radiator. I had to. Okay, so at this point in time, so I got the radiator, I put it in, and I needed to get that radiator mainly because I needed to pass my inspection, the Massachusetts State Inspection. I needed to pass it. And because my radiator, the previous radiator didn't have the sensor, it kept making the check engine light go on. And, but finally, finally I got the radiator and I passed the inspection. All right. So it's not too long after that, I picked up a book at the bookstore called The Alchemist. Man, I don't know if any of you guys read The Alchemist, but that book really was what I needed to read at that point in time. It's funny, but something just, I, I was looking around the bookstore and I was like, you know what? I'm hearing a lot of good things about this book. Something pulled me towards that book and I picked it up. I picked it up and I started reading it. And I got about halfway through it. And it, if any of you guys are f familiar about the book called The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, it's um, a lot of it is about trusting the omens. Trusting the omens you get to guide you in the right direction. I might be getting a little spiritual on y'all, but I believe in the omens. There are omens that force us to see the reality of the situation rather than what making that making it what we want it to fit. Want it, we want it to fit this ideal vision. We want it to fit this ideal picture we promised ourselves way back when. And we invest so much into that that we fail to see the omens when they present themselves you know and I remember there was one day I was on the highway I was driving out to Martha's Vineyard to visit my family um, like every summer my family goes out to Martha's Vineyard and we all get together and have a good time down there and I, I was gonna go down there during my weekend during my days off I was gonna go down there and I was driving and I was on a, I was on the highway. I was like I was in the fast lane, all the way to the left, the left lane, closest to the median on the highway. And um, I was driving. I, I believe I was driving. I was like at seventy five miles an hour. Drove a little faster. Got up to eighty. And um, I started to feel like a slight pull to the left. I started to feel it, but I kind of ignored it. I was like, nah, that's nothing. And I keep kept going a little bit. I kept going a little faster. 82, 83. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the car pulled hard as hell towards the median. Towards the median. Luckily, I was able to stabilize and regain my control over the car. But that car was headed straight towards the median, towards the other side of the highway. A car is going in the opposite direction. Mind you, there was cars all around me, so I'm lucky nobody hit me or I hit anybody else 
or thank God I didn't hit the median barrier. But that was the final omen that I needed to see, you know? Because if you fail to see these omens for what they are, it's crazy, but in many cases, if you keep ignoring the omens, ignoring them, ignoring the signs, ignoring them, you're going to be forced to see it. It's going until to, until it smacks you in the face, you're going to be forced to see it. And when it smacks you in the face, you ain't got no choice but to see it. I mean, like, it's crazy. But after that, I was like, all right. Now I see. Now I need now I understand I need to let go of my investment in the situation. Now I need to let go of it. it's it's forced me to see this car almost took my life. And I I kept failing to see the signs. I kept ignoring the signs because I kept thinking about how much I invested in the car. How much I energy I invested in to fulfilling my dream vision I had for myself. Now, understand a dream vision can fit many different molds, you know? And I don't believe it's right for us to... After that, especially, it kind of showed me that we shouldn't invest so much energy into us... A situation or a, a dream of yours to fit a certain mold, right? That mold could be many different things with many different value variables. It can be many. It can involve many different people or things, or you know. So the good can be many different things with many different variables. So. We shouldn't fixate our minds on something fitting a certain mold, fitting a certain picture, uh, idea you had for your, your, your future. Because ultimately, when you do that, it's, it leads to discontent. You know, you're, not gonna, you're never going to be really happy because it's always... It's never going to fit the idea mold, ideal mold that you ideally set for yourself long ago. And this goes for late relationships. If you go before you go into a relationship, you should open your mind a little bit. Because in relationships, there is compromise. If you don't compromise. If you don't understand that the good can be many different things and many different variables variables then you're leading yourself to failure alright so in that sense of things all I'm trying to say is open your mind a little bit open your horizons the good can be many different things so just keep that in mind guys like be open be flexible you know Whatever you're investing your energy into, that energy should return to you in the form of good as well. You shouldn't be giving your all, giving your all all day and night and not not even re, re, have any type of reciprocation involved. It shouldn't be one-sided. It should always be reciprocated, even if it takes some time. You should always see some signs. Every every now and then see some some fruits of your labor. You know? If you of course if you want a dream, if you if you are chasing a dream and you want it to happen, you're gonna have to be patient. But every now and then you should be you should be having some type of fruits of your labor to show you as a good omen that you're along the right path. But if you just keep investing, 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 and you realize you're coming home, you're, you're drained within your well-being, you're drained within your energy, you're, 
you, you're just completely drained on a daily basis. And it, it once you're drained within your well-being and your energy is completely drained and negative and very low on a daily basis, that correlates into everything else in your life. It correlates into your workplace. It correlates into your relationships with people. It correlates into anything in your life. So, of course, you got to draw the line. You got to set boundaries. Your energy is very important. It's very essential. And if there's no balance in the situation that you're investing your energy into, if there's no balance and it's not reciprocated in any type, shape, or form, then maybe it's time to reevaluate the situation. Because, I mean, as, and as I said before, it, it doesn't need to be constant reassurance that you're in the going the right direction, but it should definitely be there. You should start to see some fruits of your labor, such as the gym. Start working out. Start to see results in your body. That's a good omen. That's a sign that you should keep going. So there should be balance. There should be reciprocation, but it should be balance. It's not always just giving, 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 giving. There should be some type of reciprocation that shows you're on the, you're on the right path. You know, and if that's not there at all and you continue to feel drained and and depressed and start to get a negative outlook towards things, then maybe it's time to shift the type of space you're around, the type of people you're around, the type of energies that surround you and start to reevaluate yourself and what you really want out of your life. And are are these things you're investing your energy into? Are they really good for your well-being? Are you receiving any type of fruits of your labor. And I mean any. I mean, of course, as I said before, chase your dreams. You got to be patient. You got to be persistent. You got to go forward hard. You got to go hard for what you want. But there should be some guiding signals along the way that show you you're going in the right direction. So branching off the topic of investment, I wanted to also get into a little bit about Subconscious investment. What is subconscious investment? Subconscious investment is investment that you don't even feel or acknowledge that you're investing your energy into, but you definitely are. And the more of it you do on a subconscious level, the more you're definitely going to feel it in all aspects of your life. Uh, For example, one of the biggest subconscious investment realms would be social media. Um, For example, let's let's take a look at uh, Instagram. If the only people you follow on Instagram post pictures based upon very materialistic, very petty, very, you know, angry, bitter posts about the world around them, about people around them, about the situations they're going through, not really resolving anything, but just bitter, angry, and sad posts about what's going on in their life, you know? Okay, yes, they can, they post these things. That's It's okay to vent, but it's also... In a way, it's it's a very draining thing to see if, you know, if if all you see on your timeline on Instagram is just constant posts about material things, about angry things, that, bad things that are going on around them and nothing really of substance. I mean, nothing really that's going to help you change your situation, help you change your mindset, help you grow. If you if if all you're seeing is these negative outlooks on life through social media and and you know when we're when we're on our free time even at work we on our breaks at work you know we it's kind of like we mindlessly will just scroll through social media if you have social media you'll just like mindlessly just scroll through it and you know not really think much of it you're you think it's just uh a way of just relaxing but these interactions on social media unto you 
really will start to take an effect. If all you're seeing is, you know, these types of posts from people that you follow or are friends with on Facebook or whatever type of social media you have, if these only types of outlooks you have on life, it's like in real life when you surround yourself with these types of people, slowly they're going to start to take an effect on you and slowly their outlooks will start to become yours. And in a social media level, it's the same thing. If the only people you follow on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat are only posting these types of posts and you in your free time, that's all you're seeing and acknowledging rather than the good things, rather than growth uh, aspects, things, you know, things that help your growth, things that help your mindset, things that help you physically, mentally, spiritually. But if the only things are that you're seeing in your free time are these bleak outlooks on life, what do you think it's going to do to you? Honestly, what do you think it's going to do to you? Think about it. Think about it. You know? So I highly advise you. And people say, you know, social media can be bad all the time. They say it can be bad for you. They say it's, it's you know, we need to get off of our phones more. But the reality of the situation is we are a society and a world that is ever advancing towards the future. So this, this is the reality of the situation. People are not going to stop getting off the phones. It, it, it's going to happen. People are going to be on the phones. And, uh, you know, maybe we should maybe limit the time we spend on our phones. But people are going to be on the phones, especially in the free time, because it's, it's a, we're advancing towards the future. So that's what it is. But if we're going to be on these social media sites, I highly suggest Take a good look at your at the people that you follow. Take a good look at your friends on Facebook. Take a good look at the things that they post. Are they in any shape or form benefiting your life? Have their past five posts inspired you any type of way? Have they incited some creativity within you? Have they invoked a thought process have they invoked any type of growth within you have they showed you how to work out properly eat right or anything anything spiritually go through life the right way you know is is anything they're posting benefiting you in that way and if you can honestly say no then maybe you shouldn't be following that person maybe you shouldn't need to see the things that they post if the only things they post are bitter, bleak outlooks on life. Angry, bitter, bleak outlooks on life. Maybe it's maybe it's best that you don't follow them. Because the things that you see on there subconsciously will start to become ingrained in you. And your subconscious responses to situations will resort back to those things that you've seen online and have become normalized to you because that's all you see. That's all you acknowledge on your timeline feed. So ta- start to reevaluate those types of things as well. You know, and it goes deep. Trust me, it goes deep. It goes down to a subconscious level. Your responses to any given situation really come from the things that you acknowledge in your spare time and your free time. What type of things are you ingesting? What type of things are you allowing into your life in your free time? Is it benefiting you? Is it helping you grow? Is it inciting a new thought process or perspective on anything? If not, maybe you need to reevaluate the situation. This goes for in everyday interpersonal life. And it also goes for social media. So I highly advise you guys to take a good look at your timeline and ask yourself, what are you seeing from the people that you follow? What are you looking at in your spare time? Because trust me, the things that they post and invoke a thought process within you will definitely take an effect on you on a subconscious level.
if it's done over and over and over again. Time and time again, it's, if it's done repetitively and you see it, and you, you might not think anything of it when you're looking at it, but trust me, it's sparking something within you. So that's that. Um, and with that said, I like to get into a little bit about value. Now, what is value? To me, value is through the investment of your energy into any given person, into any given thing, circumstance, dream. The more you invest into something, the more value that you will have towards any given thing of substance or, or individual. The more you put into it, the more you will value it. The more it will take a damn cold day in hell before you let that shit go. It's extremely important to have a bottom line. You know, if a person is, if a person or uh, any type of scenario is about to cross that bottom line of neglecting your well-being, neglecting the people that you love, neglecting your love of yourself. And putting you in a situation that could possibly put you in a terrible position to advance forward. If any type of scenario could possibly cross one of those lines, one of those boundaries, it's not a situation you need to be in. It's as simple as that. Your bottom line is not to be crossed. And that bottom line will protect your energy. That bottom line will guide you through the many people who want many different things from you. You know, you can't please them all. You can't please them all. And to think that you can is a very neglectful train of thought. It's a very irrational train of thought. Because what pleases one person will definitely not please the next. So within that, you have to be flexible, but you also have to set boundaries. You know what I mean? So just keep those things in mind. Um... Yeah, I've been in different situations where I have given and I've given and I've given. And I and then I started to feel like I had nothing left to give. Like I was just going through the motions. I didn't even care anymore, but, you know, because I had a hard time saying no. I had a hard time saying no to people who I thought were my friends. You know, and they took advantage of that. I was too blind to see that through my value of loyalty and what loyalty was to me. They weren't loyalty to, to the same principles that I was loyal to in a friendship. And they took advantage of that in me. And never again, never again, you know. You live and you learn, but sometimes you got to learn the hard way, you know. Sometimes it takes that thing that just smacks you right in the face. So, you know, the, the universe will be like, now do you see what I'm talking about? You know, you, you could keep ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it. And until that thing just smacks you right in the face... And then you'll be like, now I see what you're talking about. Now I understand. 
Now I know what you mean. Know what I mean? So. That's all I have to say about that. Um, But yeah, I've been through a lot of different situations like that. And as I grew up, my ability to say no to situation that crossed my bottom line grew as well. You know, it became stronger. If you don't use it, if you don't use something, it's it's weak, naturally. If you don't use it, you lose it. And anything can sway whatever it is to go any diff- in any direction. But until you reinforce that weak point, it will never be strong. So my weak point was saying no to people who I thought were friends through my value of Loyalty. But most importantly, you have to be loyal to yourself. Loyal to your well-being and loyal to your own energy. You know what I mean? So just keep those things in mind. Um, Your energy should be guiding you in the right direction. It should be something that tells you internally why you should or shouldn't do something. It should be almost like a compass to show you why or you shouldn't do something. And if you feel like what you're about to embark upon, what you're about to Engaging is about to cross your bottom line. If it's about to cross your morals and principles and what you believe in and what you stand for, then you shouldn't engage in it. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Morality within humanity has always been and always will be it's it's a compass to the good a compass to our well-being you know and our body will give us signals you know it's when people say go with your gut it's literally go with your gut cuz when you are about to engage in something and you get that you get that feeling in your stomach. It's not a good feeling at all. It's not a good feeling at all. That's your that's your body telling you. Maybe you shouldn't engage in this. Maybe you shouldn't do this. You know. Our gut is heavily connected to brain activity. It's a scientific fact. Our gut is highly connected to our brain activity and brain has a lot of brain connections to our brain. Some of the most in our body, you know. So listen to your gut. Go with your gut, literally. Um, it was some years back. It must have been like three years back. Uh, I read a book called How to Get Out of Your Own Way by Tyrese Gibson. This book was exactly what I needed to read at the point in time in my life that I was going through. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the time I was going through when I read this book, How to Get Out of Your Own Way by Tyrese Gibson. Um, So the time in my life mainly revolved around this relationship I was in, all right, and it was, like, my first, like, real, like, solid relationship, like, long-lasting relationship, so I didn't really know much about relationships, I, you know, I normally just always did my own thing, but I really cared for this individual, 
I really gave my all to this individual. And it's like my best was never enough. And I didn't know any better. It's like it's literally everything that I was about was given to this person. Everything. I wasn't even into the things I was I used to be into anymore. Like I wasn't I wasn't happy. I was just kind of like just going through the motions. And it, it it correlated to everything else I did at that point in time in my life. And I would catch myself asking my friends, my close friends all the time. I know it's not that great of a idea to, you know, try and bring other people's thoughts and ideas into your relationship. But at the time, I was just so confused, like, because I, I knew deep down inside, in my gut, I knew, in my heart, I knew this was not normal. It, I knew it was not normal to be feeling the way that I was feeling when, you know, when I was with this individual. And it was literally every single day, it was always something I did, always. And I I always was the one to apologize. I could have been... It was if y'all if I was to tell y'all the types of scenarios I was put through, y'all would literally laugh. It, it was it's crazy. Like it's it's crazy when I think back to it. But it was real. It was real. And I'm not gonna you know this this person kind of like put me in a mental place where I was scared to leave because I thought I was in love. I thought. What this person actually came out and said to me one time was, a few times was, you know, nobody will ever love you the way that I love you. Nobody will ever do these things for you the way I do for you. You know what I mean? And it's like, it didn't come from a uh, genuine place. It came from a place of manipulation. It tore me down mentally, spiritually. I didn't even know what to believe in anymore. I didn't know anything anymore. I'll go to my friends and people that are close to me asking if these things were normal. And they look at me like I'm crazy, literally. Like, literally. Like, I gained all kind of weight. I didn't do the things that I like to do. Like, I was out of shape. Just literally just going through the motions of everything that I was... Everything I was involved in in life at that point in time. And... Then I had an enlightening moment when I went to New Orleans and met with a great woman along with my two friends, Ola and Bola, from Chicago, guys I went to school with. We went down there for uh, just a little getaway trip. And, of course, we had all kind of fun when we were down there, and it's like, we partied all week, of course. You know, it's just New Orleans during Mardi Gras time. Fat Tuesday was, Fat Tuesday was towards the end of the week, so we were just partying our partying our lives away all week, all day, all night. But by the end of the week, my good friend Bola, Bola Osandiro, he um made it a point. He wanted to meet with this woman named Loretta at her praline shop before we left because we had previously gone down there for a uh, it was a mission trip a mission trip with our school uh, it was like a, a year prior to that trip and during the mission trip um, the leader of the mission trip brought us to brought us to her praline shop Shout out to Bishop Ferd for bringing us down there. That was he's he's always been a great mentor figure in me, me and my friend's life. Shout out Bishop Ferd. Uh, but he brought us to this woman's praline shop, and she had all she had she had all kind of food, man. She she cooked up all kind of chicken and fish and bread and. Sweets and all kind of stuff for us, but I remember I didn't talk to her so much myself. But my friend Bola, he had a one-on-one conversation with him, and she really opened his eyes 
to some new perspectives on things. So that little interaction in the South, it sparked him to have another one-on-one interaction with her again the next time he was there. And he brought he wanted to, he wanted us to come along. So I remember that last day of the trip that we were all together, me and my friends, Ola and Bola. The last day of the trip, we were all together. Um, Bishop Ferd wasn't in the house. We were staying with Bishop Ferd. And he wasn't around. He was on a trip out of town. So we, we didn't have any modes of transportation. So we had to take... We took two public transportation buses. And... We walked literally, it was definitely a little over a mile to get to a shop. You know, it was it was kind of a rough environment, a little rough neighborhood we were walking through. But it's like we saw the shop and as soon as you opened the door to the shop, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like it was like, you know, the neighborhood that the shop was in, it might not have been the greatest. But as soon as you open the shop, it's like you, you just feel that breath of fresh air that that good energy that positivity that and then we saw her standing in the back of the shop her aura was as strong as ever and she embraced us with hugs and kisses and told us oh it's so good to see y'all take a seat at my table i'm gonna get some beignets and pralines for y'all and we'll have we'll talk you know and so we sat down at the table there was a bible sitting down in the middle of the table and I remember she asked her employee to bring out some crab beignets. Oh, my God, those were so good. So we sat down. We had some of the pralines. She brought us some lemonade and drinks. And and we got to talking. <coughs> Excuse me. So we got to talking. And, um... We're talking about, initially we asked, you know, well, Loretta, how you doing? How's everything? It's been a while. And Loretta was like, oh, everything's great. It's fantastic. I cannot complain. Everything is fantastic. It's amazing. And it was just like, I can't even do it right. But the way she did it, the way she said it was like, with so much conviction in her voice. And you could feel it, that she meant every single word. Everything is going great. It's well. It's it's amazing. And we were like, wow, Loretta, Loretta, well, how so? And she was like, well, I started reading this book called The Secret. And we were like, wow, The Secret. I, I never heard of that. And... And then she's like, well, I'll tell you guys about that in a minute. How are you guys doing? And we were all kind of, we all kind of had the same, like, lackadaisical response. Like, oh, everything's all right. You know, it's it's going all right. You know, kind of, kind of a uh, lackadaisical response. And she asked as well. Okay, well, I hope things get better, but uh, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the book I've been reading. And we were like, well, I would love to hear it. So for those of you guys who are not familiar with the book called The Secret, um, as she told us, the book is all about the law of attraction and you know a lot of people say they want things in life they you know they they, they desire these things in life but there's some things that kind of like block them from receiving the gift from the universe as it should have been received or as it could have been received because there are doubts there's things that block them from fully receiving the gift, the way it was meant to be received. So 
When you want something, when you truly want something, you have to know it's coming. You have to know what's happening. You have to know what's in the process of coming to you, of working its way towards you. As long as you continue putting out positive vibrations, as long as you continue knowing in your heart and in your soul and your in your spirit that this thing that you want and desire is coming. It's it's working towards you. But the moment that you shift your thought process towards you, you don't deserve it. It's not coming. It's you'll never get something like that or put your frame on like it'll it'll never happen to you. That's when you block it from coming to you at all. So she gave us some examples as to where she's used this in her life. Um, I remember the first example was she told us her friend, she wanted her friend her, that she hasn't spoken to since high school to call her, to talk to her. And <clears throat> she kept believing and knowing her friend was going to call her more and more and more. And every day, the days got closer to the day she expected her friend's phone call. And she kept getting more excited, more excited, more excited, more excited. And finally, the day came when her friend called her. And she hasn't talked to her in so long. And she called her. And the next thing that she intended on doing was writing out a check for $2 million. (laughs) Um, and this is total belief in that doing that. And so it's, it, you've totally believed that you're going to receive it when you actually write it out as to what it, what you will be receiving, you totally believe it. So I don't know how to this day, I don't know how that worked out for, her, but she intended on having, getting a million dollars to receive for her shop to expand and a million dollars to give to the church. She's very she's always been very into the into the church and even towards her explanation to us towards the secret, she incorporated uh God as the creator of the universe, you know, who created the universe for us to benefit from the law of attraction. <clears throat> so, but this was a very meaningful and enlightening experience for me. I'll never be able to tell the story the way that it actually went down. That was a once in a lifetime thing. And it opened my eyes to many new things. And it's like there's just so much conviction and belief in her voice in this that you had no choice but to believe it, you know? And, uh,. To be honest, it was it was actually the first time I ever seen my cl- very close friend Ola. Uh, it was the first time I seen him tear up like that. He actually shed a few tears. Like, it's just you. If you didn't feel that that meeting that we had, where the you had no heart, because that that meeting it 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 hit the core for all of us, all three of us, in our own ways. And it sparked new ideas of growth like you would never believe. Like it totally shifted my mind to where I was at. Just that lackadaisical, that going through the motions type, you know, way of life to a whole new level, to a whole new way of, you know, going through life. And the first thing thing I I did when I came back was... uh, go to the bookstore i meant to buy the book called the secret and unfortunately they didn't have the book called the secret but they had another book called how to get out of your own way by tyrese gibson and even though it wasn't the secret it incorporated a lot of different things that involved aspects of the secret and law of attraction as well as the relationship advice that i needed the self-love advice that i needed and the advice to separate myself from anything that discards my love of self, that discards my well-being, that discards my energy, you know, 
to create that bottom line, you know? So it kind of opened my eyes to so many different things. And ever since then, I just been on a path of self-fulfillment, you know? Now I know my bottom line. Now I know how I should feel, how I shouldn't feel, what I look for in friendships and relationships, you know? Through my experience and reading that book, it kind of put everything into perspective as it was meant to be, you know? What you're seeking is trying to work its way towards you. But the more doubt you have, the more lackadaisical responses, you know, stimuli in your life that you create for yourself, the harder it is that thing that you desire is meant to come the way it's supposed to be. So all is well with the universe and all should be well within your life as well. Everything is is going according to plan. It's up to you how you want things to continue to unfold. Do you want that, you know, going through the motions type lifestyle or do you want more for yourself? If you want more for yourself, you're going to have to adjust your energy. You're going to have to master your energy. You're going to have to adjust your circle. If the people that surround you on a daily basis are don't have any ambitions, don't have any morals, don't have any hardened principles or guidance in life or aspirations to grow within themselves onto the world around them, then quite frankly, they shouldn't be around you too much. Because the more you're around them, the more they'll bring you down to their, to their level. Same thing goes for social media, as I said before. The things you indulge in on a daily basis will feed heavily into your subconscious mind, into your subconscious, you know. So after I read that book, um, it wasn't too long after it opened my eyes to everything I was putting myself through. And not too long after that, the relationship ended. And ever since then, I've just been on a path of self-fulfillment. But through my investment in that relationship, through my investment in my well-being and, and knowing my boundaries and knowing what's true to me, what's real to me, what's real in life, what's important in life, you know, the type of friendships I should be in, what is real loyalty? What is real friendship? What is real relationship? Through my investment in all those things, through my investment in pain to feel what it, what, it, what it really means to go through pain, my value of those things are different. You know, what it really means to suffer in a, in a relationship, I know what that means through it thoroughly, through my investment in that feeling. And it's all experience. It's all a learning experience, you know. It helped me to who I am today. It helped me adjust myself to people around me today and the types of people that I want surrounding me today. Quite frankly, on social media, if I see people posting negative things all day long, I'm quite frankly, I'm just going to delete them. That's just how I operate these days. I ain't got time for that. My subconscious definitely don't have time for that. You know, life's too short for that shit, man. Life is too short. And one thing I took from that book, How to Get Out of Your Own Way by Tyrese, was selfishness does not need a negative connotation to it. Because the main component in the word selfish is the self. And self comes before anything or anyone else. And that is one quote that stuck with me and has guided me through many different situations and and tough scenarios. You know, in a way, it's kind of like my ultimate bottom line guiding me towards balance within myself so I can continue pouring into others' cups. 
But if my cup is empty, how can I pour into anybody's cup to the best of my ability, to the way they deserve it? I can't. So most importantly, you need balance. And through balance, you can... Through balance, before you find balance or keep it, you need a bottom line. some A compass to keep you in the right direction within yourself, within your life, within your future. You need that. If you don't have it, you'll just be pulled every which way. Anybody can take advantage of you. Anybody can take your energy and you'll be drained on a daily daily basis. And it will correlate into every relationship that you're in in your life. So, man, take that shit serious, man. Take that shit serious. It's not a joke. You know, through investment, we find value. If you don't invest anything into something, you will not value it. And it won't mean much much to you if it leaves you. So keep that in mind through others' actions towards you. You know what I mean? But that's all I got for y'all tonight, man. That's, that's been real talk. Thoughts from your boy, D. Uh, got the next episode coming, too. Shout out to my boy, Baldwin. Ihenacho. About to be on the next episode. It's going to be real good. And that's all I got for y'all. Hope you have a good night. Stay tuned. Next episode is coming real soon. Peace.